time of the epistles of John. I mean, it's been so good, amen, walking through this these past almost 10 months, amen, studying this lesson. It has really been good. Amen. So we want to get right into our lesson, the epistle of Third John. Amen. And uh, John here, and keeping in mind the four reasons he told us he has written this epistle to us, number one, is that he will add to our joy. And that's the important things as well as so many other is that have the joy of the Lord is our strength, to have that, that confidence and, and reassurance that no matter what we go through in life, we still have joy. Someone says, you know, the devil can't steal my joy. Amen. The only thing the enemy of your soul can take from you is what you're willing to let him have. Amen. So he should not be able to steal your joy. Amen. You should always have joy inside of you because of the Word of God and the things that God has done for us. Number two, he says he wants to guard us against sin. Amen. We know that, you know, Paul tells us in the last days that evil seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Amen. And so we have to guard ourselves against sin. And that's what God's Word does for us. The Bible says in Psalms 119, verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And Jesus says in John 15, 5, uh, 3, you are, you are washed or you are cleansed by the word that I have spoken unto you. So we want our, our safety mag- the mechanism, should I say, around us. And that's what the Word of God does. It protects us. Amen. It shows us. It enlightens us in so many areas of our lives. The third reason, John says, is he wants to guard us against false uh, teachers and false prophets. Amen. So we want to be have that protection or that safety mechanism again around us. Amen. So that we can understand truth from error. And then the fourth reason, he says, he wants to strengthen our faith. Amen. Because there are so many things that's going to come. Amen. Against us. And Jesus has already told us in his word that a lot of the things that are going to happen is going to be the beginning of sorrows. Amen. And sometimes when sorrows start happening, if our faith is not solid, if our faith is not strong, we will begin to waver. So we have to have strong faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we put our safety mechanism in place, which is the word of God, and we study the word of God, and we operate our lives according to the word of God, we will have strong faith. And it will ensure us of where we're headed, and that's to that eternal life. Amen. We have eternal life. It's up to me if I get there. Amen. I want to be able to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You notice you've got to be faithful and you've got to be a servant to hear those words, well done. Amen. So we want to make sure that we on the track. Now, John here... In this third epistle, even though you look in your Bible and it's just one little, almost like a half a page, and you said, man, what would you do if you received the letter that somebody wrote you that all it did was a half a page? Now, if you go back to like my age, and a little before, I'm sure, you know, people, you know, if you was courting and dating, you know, they might have just wrote you a quarter of a page just to say I love you or something, you know. And then again, you might have got a whole bunch of pages, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it all depends on how much time you had quote, between classes to tell your girlfriend or your boyfriend how much you cared for them. So you might just wrote a paragraph to pass across the, the room to get it to them. Well, some way, this is what John's second and third epistles is almost alike. It's like he didn't have a whole lot of time uh, to finish what he was trying to say here and what he really wanted to say, but he knew what he needed to say. Amen. And so, therefore, John says here in the third epistle, he, he's focusing on one thing, if you notice that what John is focusing on here, and that is the truth. Amen. He finds that this church is walking in truth, and he has no greater joy than to hear that they are walking in truth. So this whole little letter is about the truth, uh, to know the truth, to live the truth, and to walk the truth. Amen. If we do not know the truth, uh, if we do not live the truth, and if we do not walk the truth, we can be easily deceived and led astray. See, we've got to love this. Uh, we've got to love the truth. We've got to uh, uh, hold on to the truth. It's, it's what's going to make us, amen, and, and cause us to be what Christ is asking us of to be. See, if, if we, we have this truth, then it'll guard us, as I said earlier. It will free us. Jesus says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the truth will keep you in the way, because Jesus is the way. He's the life. He's the door. Amen. So John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children or the church is walking in truth. Amen. We have got to follow the pattern that Jesus has laid out for us. Uh, the Bible says, as he has monished Moses, see that you make all things according to the pattern showed you in the mount. Amen. And so if I'm going to build what God wants me to build and to be what God wants me to be and to become, I have got to stay in the truth. I've got to live the truth. I've got to operate in the truth. Praise God. And John, you remember in second epistles of John, John says, if any comes and bring not this doctrine, don't let him into your house and don't bid him God speak. Because if you do, you become a partaker of his evil deeds. See, you have got to walk in the truth. You've got to stay in the truth. And you've got to live the truth. John seventeen seventeen. John says, sanctify them through thy truth, Jesus praying in the garden. Thy word is what? Truth. Amen. The word of God is truth. And Jesus is the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. And he's the door. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the light was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Go to John 1 real quick, real quick. To the epistle, I meant, I meant the gospel of John, first John. Let's pick up here at verse five. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. Talk about John the Baptist. The same came for a witness 
to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Notice, John was sent for what? A witness. To witness what? To witness the light. Remember what John would write in the epistles of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 5. He said, this is the message that we have heard of him in declaring to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And we're to be the witness of that light. This is why Peter tells us in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you shall show forth the praises of him which has called you out of darkness unto his marvelous light. Amen. We are to supposed to show forth God's praise through our lives because why? We have the truth in us. And this truth should be a revelation of Jesus Christ. If the Spirit is in me, then the the nature or the character of God should be being revealed from our lives. And so this is what John is saying is, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are, are walking in truth. Amen. Because people are able to see that, and John is getting word back that, hey, man, that church is on fire. That church is doing what it's supposed to be doing. They are true Christians. They're living according to the Word of God. And as a result, John has said, I have no greater joy to hear that you're sticking with it, you're staying with it. Amen. This is why Isaiah, the Lord says in Isaiah 43, 10, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord. Amen. Go to Isaiah 43, 10. And we'll come back to John in a minute. Amen. I got about five minutes to dance around here a little bit. (laughs) You there? Amen. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants... Whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Verse 12. I have what? Declared. I have saved. And I have showed. When there was no strange God among you, therefore you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Amen. We are his witnesses that he is God. So John, the Bible says, the Baptist came to do what? Bear witness to the light so that all men through him might believe. Notice what the scripture says again now back in the epistle, I'm at the gospel, verse 8. He was not the light. John was not the light, but he came, was sent to bear witness of the light. Amen. We're not the light. We've come to bear witness of the light. Amen. Which is Jesus Christ. That was the true light, which lighted every man that, who what? Cometh into the world. He opens our understanding. This is why Paul would write to the church at Corinth, if this gospel be hid, it is hid to them who's lost, and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of the light of Christ, 
who is the image of God, should be revealed to them. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through verse 6. Amen. So John is here to bear witness of the light. He was in the world. God was in the world, the creator of the whole heaven and earth. He was in the world, verse 10, and the word world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Amen. Amen. What they saw, they should have known. This is why the psalmist says in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. Amen. The firmament show forth his handiworks. Day unto day they utter speech, and night unto night they show forth knowledge. There is no speech nor language that their voices is not heard. See, the truth has gone into the ends of the world. Amen. All you got to do is walk outside and look. You can see who made everything is God. He was in the world. Amen. Jesus Christ came into the world. Amen. He was in the world, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Amen. When you receive the Holy Ghost, what are you receiving? Power. This is why Paul would write in Romans 8 and 9, If any man have not the Spirit of God, he's none of his. So to receive the Holy Ghost, that's how you become the sons of God. Amen. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither male nor female. We're all one in Christ. And so John goes on here, Which was born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of men, but of God. We are born of God. The New Testament, the new birth process, repentance, water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. Amen. And notice verse 14. And the Word was made flesh, the plan, the Logos, amen, the Word which was God, was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Full of grace and truth. By grace are you saved, and not of works. It is the gift of God. It is a free gift. You know what grace is? Getting something you don't deserve. Amen. That's all it is. It's God's unmerited love operating in your life. So this truth, John says, is is great to know that you're walking that way. Praise God. Jesus says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. See, if you want the light of life, then you've got to follow Jesus. You've got to live according to the Word of God. You've got to follow the Word of God. This is what we have to direct us, to lead us, to guide us. This is why Paul says, you follow me as I follow Christ. So we are following the truth because Jesus is the truth. This is why Jesus said in John 16, 13, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will lead you and guide you to all truth. Amen. All the Holy Ghost is going to do is just teach you and show you more about Jesus. Because he's the truth. Praise God. 
So we have to follow him. So John is saying, I have no greater joy than to know that you're walking in truth. That's excited. Amen. That's what it's all about. When they bring the truth of the gospel and we start living it, that's excitement that you're living according to God's word. Amen. So back to the epistle. Amen. Here, let's try to see if we can wind up a little bit here. Amen. So last week we was talking a little bit about John focuses again on the missions process. We saw in Hebrews 12, the Bible, uh, 13, excuse me, verse 1, it says, Let brotherly love continue, and be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for whereby some has entertained angels unaware. Amen. We find here now what John is, is bringing to our understanding here is the importance of supporting those which we call missionaries that comes through that's trying to raise funds and to get back to their fields of labor and being able to continue to preach the gospel. We know that from the inception of the New Testament church, after they was filled with the Holy Ghost, they're in Acts chapter 2. If you want to run back to Acts chapter 2 there one minute real quick. After they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter told them to repent and be baptized, every one of them, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And they shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as men as the Lord our God shall call. You know, this promise is, is yours. It's for everybody. Now notice here, uh, verse 42, and Acts 2.42, And they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and breaking of bread, and a prayer. Amen. When we're, we're fellowshipping, we're helping each other. Okay? We, I'm strengthening you, you are strengthening me. That's what is transpired uh, when we fellowship. When we realize that we have brothers and sisters that might be in a need, if that is brought out in the time of fellowship, our compassion is going to be touched our cross of compassion is probably going to be picked up to where we see that we need to help. And that's what fellowship does, not only just to encourage and strengthen us, but it also opens our understanding to the needs or to the help. Now notice here what goes on here. They continue steadfast in fellowship and breaking the bread and prayer, and fear came upon every soul. And and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, to eat their meat with singleness and gladness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, I'm not saying here telling you to sell all your stuff. I'm not doing that. But you, you, you have to see how the early church started here. They was taking care of each other. The church has got to take care of itself. We have got to be brothers and sisters in the Lord. We have got to continue to fellowship. As I said last week, the church is bigger than just us. It's a bigger entity. 
And we are called by God, if we're walking in the truth, if we're living the truth, then we have to support and help those that are in the body. So when visionaries or other ministers come through that we may know or, or may not know, we help them. If I bring someone in to minister, you know, we give them an offering, we pray for them to try to help them on their journey to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever they go. You know, that that is, you know, is is what we do. Sometimes God may move upon your heart, amen, to just give somebody that comes through, you know, an offering or, or, or something. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. You know, I will never stop you from doing that because God knows. Amen. And if you notice, John is talking about Diophilus. Amen. What he, he would not let the people give. He would not even let people come. And if you look at third John, this is what John is talking about him here. Amen. That he's kind of like a hindrance to the work of God here, verse number nine. He says, I wrote unto the church, but the, the Ophrius, amen, who loved to have the preeminence among them, received us not. He was arrogant. He was a prideful guy. He, he did not want to let them help the, the, the body of Christ. You know, you're not going to walk, tell me you're walking in truth and you're not willing to help your brothers and sisters who's trying to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That doesn't work. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Notice what John says in verse 10. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he has done, that he do it, praying against with malicious words and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren and forbidden them that would, would and cast them out. Of the church. He wouldn't even let them come in. See, we, we, if they're of God, we need to help them wherever we can. We need to love the brethren. Amen. Believe me. If they ain't right, they ain't coming here. <laughs> all right. You, you don't even have to worry about that. All right. I, I have that under control. <laughs> so, so, if I bring someone here or someone comes, you know, rest assured, your pastor knows, okay? And so we want to do right, but the others, he, he would not. He was arrogant. He was prideful. He would not let them help. Notice what John goes on here in verse 11. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil have not seen God. Notice, if we're walking in truth, we're not supposed to be doing evil. We're not even supposed to be doing wrong. Remember when we was in the first epistle? You remember what Jesus, John says in First John 3.10? And this is manifest the children of God and the children of the devil in First John 3.10. What is it? If you don't do right, you ain't God's. If you don't love your brother, you ain't God's. Remember First John 3, verse 10? You got that? <laughs> you want to put that up there for me real quick, Sister D? Good news. Thank you, ma'am. 
But this is what John says. You know, you, you, you got to learn to do right. Truth calls you to do right. Truth does not cause you to do wrong. <laughs> Amen. If you're doing wrong, you better check truth. You better check what you're reading if you're doing wrong. Because God's children does not do wrong. They walk and live in righteousness because their father is righteousness. Notice what we just, I didn't read all the way through Psalms 34, but if you want to go to Psalms 34 real quick, notice here, the, the Psalms is, which is, is credited here with David, if you drop down to uh, 34 verse 11, Come ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord, or the respect of God. Here, I'll give you instructions of God. What man is he that desire life and love many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking gal. Depart from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. Amen. Notice, depart from evil, do good. Remember, we bear the old man. We've been brought out of darkness. To the marvelous light. John 8, 12. He that followeth me, Jesus says, will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. See, we don't do evil. We follow good now. We follow truth. We follow Jesus. Because the Holy Ghost brought what? Goodness. Gentleness. Faith. Meekness. Temperance. Love. Peace and joy. It didn't bring evil. It didn't bring wrong. You got rid of the wrong guy. <laughs> Amen. See, so John is, is saying, look, he says, this cat, Neopolis, he's doing wrong, so don't follow that. You know, you, you, you don't do that. That's not the ways of God. John instructs us here. So we want to continue uh, amen, to the fellowship. We want to continue to follow not evil, but we want to follow that which is good. James tells us in James 4, 17, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. See, if I know I'm supposed to do right and I don't do it, eh. <laughs> Hello? Because we're walking in truth. That's, that's the way we do it here. <laughs> Praise God. Now, now notice Paul also right into the church at, at, at Galatia, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, notice at the end he talks about how the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. He said, and such is no law. And notice what the next verse says. And they that are Christ's, that's what? We've crucified the flesh with his infections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. See, is what Paul says. See, if I, if I say I'm in truth, i got to live that truth i got to walk that truth. 
Jesus told Nicodemus, he says, here's condemnation. You want to know what condemnation is, Nicodemus? He says, here's condemnation. He says, light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. See, but you're not supposed to be evil. You're children of the light. You're children of the day. You belong to God. So you have no business as a child of God doing evil in any way. That's why Jesus says, I'm going to smack you on the right cheek, turn the left. In other words, do not respond in kind. Because you're partaking of their evil deeds. We are called to love. <clears throat> so John says, you know, be followers, you know, not of the evil but that which is good. Jesus is good. God is good. So we're following Him because, again, we're in the truth. We're living the truth. We're walking the truth. We're teaching the truth. Verse 12. Demetrius have good report of all men. <coughs> Excuse me. And notice, in of the truth, Itself, yea, and we also bear record, and we know that our record is true. Demetrius. Now, I don't know if this is the same Demetrius. I try to look, and I think it is. Do you remember back in Acts 19? What was Demetrius' job? Remember? He was a maker of shrines for the goddess Diana. Remember, he had to eat, they had to, the apostles arrested because they come preaching about Jesus Christ. And as a result, they saw their trade being in jeopardy. Amen. Because if people start following Jesus, you, you wouldn't you really know why people in the Middle East get upset at Christians. Because people's buying all those Buddhist statues and all that other fake gods. That's, that's taking their money. From their businesses. You go to Asia, man, you see Buddhists everywhere, statues everywhere. And people buy them and put them in their houses and all that stuff. So, so you're, is, is affecting their, what they call economy. And so they, if they get Jesus out of there, cause if you convert nations, if you convert people, you know, large groups of people, they're not gonna buy that stuff. And so, and as a result, somewhere, Demetrius had a change of heart. Yeah. And so, the Bible says here, John says, He have good report of all men and of the truth itself. Somehow, the truth is in him. He changed. I know many men, you know, once this truth comes in. You're looking at one. <laughs> Amen. This truth will change you, man. I'm telling you. It, there's something about this gospel that once it gets into your life, it, it makes a difference when you start living truth and walking truth and operating in the truth. Amen. It will make an impact and a difference in your life. We don't follow evil. We follow good. So Demetrius, he says, has a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record that you know that your record, our record, is true. 
Amen. We have a record of truth, which is Jesus Christ. Praise God. And John goes on and he says, verse 13, I have many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write these things. But I trust I shall shortly see thee and you shall speak face to face. Peace be with them. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends of, of, by the name. Amen. So, so John is saying, man, I have no greater joy than to hear that you're walking in truth, that you're living for God. There's nothing like it. I guarantee you heaven is, is excited every time you get up in the morning and you praise God and you go to church or whatever. And you start, you know, praying and talking to God about situations. So heaven gets excited. Amen. That's walking in truth. Don't ever sell yourself short to think maybe God doesn't hear you and you slow down. No, you continue to live. You continue to walk. You continue to operate according to this truth. Amen. The gospel, do good, give. Luke 6, 38, give. Amen. And it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running it over. But with the same measure you meet, it will be meet to you again. Obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for your soul. Amen. Observe, amen, what is going on. Continue to observe your surroundings. Observe, be alert, amen, what is going on around you. Don't walk around, you know, like an ostrich with your head in the ground or, or, or with your head up in the air. Amen. Be able to look around you and see what is going on around you so you can guard yourself from the evils and sins and things that's trying to come to trip you up. Amen. You've got to be on the alert. Praise God. And whatever you do, John, Paul says, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. For you know your reward is given by Jesus Christ. Amen. Everything you do, you want to do it as unto the Lord. Because you're walking in truth. You live in truth. You love the truth. Amen. And we can make it to the other side. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16. And I'm closing with this. Hebrews 13, verse 15 and 16. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually. That is, with the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Amen. Let's continue to praise Him. Let's continue to communicate, behave. Amen. Give, love God, and serve Him with a pure heart fervently. And we are making to the other side. Amen. Praise God. Father, we love you so much for your word today. We thank you for your kindness and grace.